Listen, you want to become the goat of your industry. This is for you. I got my good friend, owner, founder of maestro.com. This dude has made more goats than anybody I know. Now, if you don't know what goats stand for, greatest of all time, right? The greatest of their industries. This dude has made more than anybody I know. And so I brought Justin, Mr. Justin Burns to the studio. How's it going, man? I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, you've made more goats than I have, but together we we've made some goats together. <laughs> we made some. We created some goats together. Yeah, and so this yeah, has been yeah. fun. Justin's a business partner of mine. We've done we've done some stuff together, and I was like, you know what? Somebody to come on here and speak to the the course creators, the consultants, people that want to make more impact and influence online. Justin's a good guy to bring on. Like, great guy to bring on because he's not one of those guys that just studied a course last year. And it's during COVID and teaching it. How long yeah. you been? You've been in this space for a while, man. What, like 2008? 2008, like, yeah. 2008. I'm, a, I'm what they call, you know, that's what my, my nephew called me, an OG or old head. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah, so. Is that what your baldness? Yeah, that's a, the, ball, the ball spot is kicking in. So, yeah, no, I've been in I've been in the um, online, the the online spaces. It was I was first introduced to it in 2008. 2008. That's a, that's a decent amount of time ago. Yeah. That was before all the VSL funnel strategies, all, all this Before stuff all. that you see the ads right now. Like yeah. that was like, that was, tele, that was, that was teleseminar days. Okay. That was when, um, you know, the only way you could sell, if you wanted to sell anything, mostly digitally, you only had to put web page or you had teleseminars. Teleseminars. I don't, yeah, I've been to a few. I remember what was the, uh, what was the site you'd go to to sign up? Like there was one page you sign up for. I can't remember what it was. It was like freeteleseminar.com, like, yeah, which wasn't like, free, by the way. <laughs> something like that. But yeah, I remember being on a few of those. Mm -hmm. And so you came in up in that era. And it's really cool to see because what you've been able to master and help other people do just shows that you are true to your craft and you've learned so much, right? You're helping yeah. people make six-figure days, seven-figure days, mm -hmm. right? Eight figures in their business. And it's mm -hmm. like, how many people can do that? Yeah. Not many people can do that. So let's talk today the making of a goat. How do mm. you become the greatest of all time in your industry? Because there's people watching right now, they want to become the greatest. They're saying, you know what? I know they're, I know I have the potential to become great. And so let's talk about it, man. Like there's going to be a lot of conversation here. So let's just, let's just start out slow because let's there's so much we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's unpack so, it. Yeah. Let's, so what's, what's it take to become the greatest in the industry? You know, so let's talk about, and these people just reminder, digital, but entrepreneurs, coaches, course creators, like they have knowledge up here. They want to get out into the world. So the first thing is when you, we first have to dispel the myth of what, like how can someone accept the fact that they could become the greatest of all time? Cause that's the first barrier to success, right? Most people don't think they could become the greatest of all time because they're like, just, I can't become the greatest of all time. But what I tell people is like, you're living in one of the greatest times in history mm, where I agree with that. The fastest growing business segment, about a decade ago, used to be service-based providers, your plumbers, your, you know, um, just, just any type of service provider. Now, the fastest growing segment is of small businesses, the creator, mm. right? It's like, could you imagine, like a decade ago, me and you were having a conversation, would you imagine that your service providers or your creators, the people who just literally go can create a YouTube channel or create their own economy, right? That wasn't possible. That wasn't possible almost a decade ago. That's how fast it is. So what a lot of people don't realize is everything is speeding up. We have AI. We have so many things that are happening. But it's to your benefit, not to your loss. Because 
to start a podcast show, you can literally order a $99 microphone off of Amazon. Right. You wasn't able to do that 10 years ago. The you barrier to entry is, yeah. there's no barrier to entry. There's no barrier to entry. You can plug it right into your computer. You still need all the sound equipment. And sound equipment, again, there's levels to it. But if somebody just wants to start off and start a podcast, they can plug a microphone into their system. If they wanted to start a YouTube channel, they can literally go on their phone. Now, we all know this, but a lot of us don't do it. And the reason why we don't do it is because we don't believe on the, we believe on the subconscious and a soul level that nobody might listen to me or what would make me the greatest of all time. So that's where I come in to instill that belief because I started in 2008 where you had to create HTML pages. If you want to get in the, <laughs> if you want to get in the game. Change so much, man. This is like, that's why I love this stuff, right? Because I'm telling people like you're living in one of the greatest times in history and you don't know it because a decade ago to get into the game, you had to pay a coder to code up a sales page if you want to sell it, right? Or a website was very expensive. A logo was cheap. I mean, a logo was like almost a thousand, couple thousand dollars. And those things still exist. But I'm saying the barrier to entry right. is that you can still come in now. And that's how much things have changed. And so the greatest of all time, like I'm from Chicago, right? I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I'm sorry about so, that. <laughs> no, listen, we won't do any Chicago bashing in this in this interview. I don't know, but if you grew up even if you're not from Chicago, you appreciated the 90s and you got to experience the greatness of Michael Jordan. Right. Right? So if like in Chicago it was even crazier because you got a chance to experience greatness. The games were crazy. The streets were filled. Like I got a chance to see like what it took and you got to see a guy, whatever your opinion is on him, you can't deny his greatness. But if you notice the ghosts like Kobe Bryant, um, Michael Jordan, you notice if you listen to the one of my favorite things to do is to listen to their interviews, their, to, to get their mindset. When I was failing in my business and struggling, I was like, what does it take to really build this mindset? So you notice they all had the same type of mindset. It was always consistency. It was always no matter what it took. It was always this lion mentality that no matter what happens. I'm going to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And they got so good at their craft that they became the greatest of all time. So watch that key element. And no matter what it took, there's this line that nobody talks about. So when we talk about a story, right, when you're telling your story, when you ask somebody, tell me how you got here, they typically only tell you two journeys. They tell you, number one, the failure. I failed. And then they skip out on the middle part, right? They go, I failed. And then I succeeded. Right, it's like what happened, what happened? What happened? There's a, there's a line in there right? that you're missing. So that middle line is the journey line that people are afraid. They don't. A lot of them know it. They just don't know how to articulate it. So the journey is where the greatness, where the goat series is happening. The the journey line is where it's the steps that you built that you really don't know how to articulate that will unlock hidden things in other people and make them come alive to the point where they want to connect with you and learn more about you. So you have to learn how to tell that journey. You can't just say I struggle and then you jump right to success, which is what most people do when they tell stories. You have to, be able to articulate the journey and that's the connection. But that's really where you become the goat because you have a journey. I tell people you miss you misunderstand the fact that you are different. I tell people at seminars, how many of you guys think that you pay for a ticket and you're here in the seminar and you're just like, I just paid a ticket and that's it. You're looking at it the wrong way. 
99% of the world would do what you're doing right now. They don't want to learn skills outside of college. Right. So that makes you a GOAT. And we don't realize that these simple things is what makes us great. The simple things can make you great. Absolutely. Like that. Sheesh, man. So what made, like, what made you get started in learning the internet marketing game? Because you said it was 2008, telemarketing era, right? There wasn't any fancy webinar software. ClickFunnels wasn't a thing. What made you get started? Was this something that you kind of stumbled into? Share the story because I want to know how you became the GOAT of helping other people come and go, right? So let me know about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's 2008. I'm probably on job number 20. I lost count at that point because I sucked at a lot of different. I just wasn't one of those dudes that just was good at anything. <laughs> Anybody else relate to that? I mean, like I you. think a lot of people probably, <laughs> like, if you're watching this, probably you've been fired a couple times, right? So we all have. So I was fired from multiple jobs. I was working at Best Buy. I was a cashier. I, was, I can see you working at Best Buy. Can you really? Okay, yeah, I can oh, see you like, with the, you know, the blue I, shirt on. That's I had on my blue shirt that was hardly <laughs> iron, right? I had on the wrinkled khakis. I don't know why I never ironed my khaki. They, that just was a horrible iron, right? Like, we didn't have steamers back in that day. You know, you could just... Hey, steam. listen, you're not that old, dude. Like, <laughs> quit, quit acting like you were, like, it feels stone like, age. It, it feels like that. But, um, so it was 2008. I'm a sell, I'm selling... I was at Best Buy years before that, and then I became a cell phone salesman. So I was selling cell phones. And, I, and um, shout out to Mike, who was one of my mentors. He taught me sales. And, I, and he's like, sales is a connection sport. Mm. And he bought me on the sales floor and he said, Justin, what do you notice here? And of course, my young mind, I was in my early 20s, he's like, what do you notice on the sales floor? And I said, what do you mean? He said, what do you notice? And I'm like, dude, I don't know, I just see people. He said, do you see any hunger out here? Do you see people wanting to connect with people? All the salesmen were sitting down in their chairs, there's customers coming in the door. And he's like, the greatest thing that everybody is missing is opportunity because they're waiting for it to be handed in their lap and sat there. This is the majority of people. He said, if you could separate yourself from other people and you create opportunity, you will become one of the greatest salesmen in this company. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. So I started doing things differently where everybody was sitting down on their cell phones and, you know, on their lunch, taking multiple lunch breaks. I went out there and I made it happen. I connected with people. I asked them about what were they doing. I asked them. I connected with them. And those people naturally want to give me money. And I think people, especially in this era, we make money. We, it's like making money becomes complicated. But here's the thing that you have to realize. People are trained to buy since they were kids. They're going to always buy. You know, people go, the economy. Yeah, people stop spending, but they stop spending on things that don't have a connection to them anymore. Mm. And so I started to realize sales was a connection sport. Connect work with people, ask them about their kids. They would naturally upgrade their cell phone. In about four months, I became the number one salesman in that organization. And in my early 20s, I was making six figures without a college degree. And I would go to these conferences and people would be like, your name is number one. And they would make me, they would want to sign my autographs. It was, I never experienced this stuff. And I realized I was, it was the making of a goat. I misunderstood my assignment of where I was in my life. But in spite of that, things change. You get comfortable with that nice cushy paycheck, right? You don't make any plans outside of that. But I met this guy right before I got fired because everything changes. Um, I met this guy. And he said, 
I used to see this guy come into like the my my cell phone store like 10 a.m. 1 p.m. I'm like, what does this dude do? Like, does he have multiple like <laughs> multiple breaks? <laughs> what does this dude do? So then I just asked him. I was like, what do you do? You know, you're always like you have this good energy, like good vibe. What do you do? And he was like, you might not believe me, but I make money on the internet. And I'm like, this dude is a drug dealer. Right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta imagine, like, not many people make money online. This is 2008, so I'm really, like, skeptical. See, I tell people, like, see, now, if you ask somebody to buy online, it's natural. They're going to pull up the credit. Say, back in the day, it wasn't as natural. People used to be like, is your coding, is your page encrypted? <laughs> Do you have an SSL right? certificate on your page? Like, they wanted to make sure it was secure because uh, they were worried about being scammed. Now, people, just, you just send them a page, and they pay with their credit card, and it's, it's just natural. It's a natural buying process. So, outside of that, I asked him. He said, I made money on the internet. He said, hey. I got this seminar if you want to come to it. I'm like, what the heck is a seminar? What? He said, seminar. He said, I said, do you need a, this is how naive I was. He's like, do you, do you, I was like, you have to go to college before you go to the seminar? <laughs> I had never heard of it. Right. I've never been to one. He's like, he's like, no, 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 just show up. I got you a ticket. I was like, okay. So I went to the uh, thrift store. I got me a nice shirt because I own no ties. And I was like, I got to be dressed up at this place. I didn't know what it was, right? <laughs> So funny. So like, I went by myself because my boys didn't want to go. I mean, they was like, we don't know what a seminar is, but we ain't going. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I go up in there and I'm sitting in this crowd and I'm sitting there. And up to that point in my life, I was a pretty depressed, miserable guy. What's life, that? Huh? What's that? Because I didn't realize that all the things that life had handed me was an opportunity for me to transmute it into who I was. See, most of my life, people told me what I wasn't, mm. and I didn't search out who I was, and at that time, I didn't know who I was. Gotcha. But I thought that life was beating me up, or I got the bad hand of life, but really, when you start to pay attention, and you go silent for a second, and you really tap into the unknown, and the things that you're not used to, and you ask questions outside of your thinking, and outside of what you've been traditionally taught. The answers are all right there if you pay attention to it. Most of us don't listen to it. We want to listen to the negative chatter. We want to listen to the things that are not, like, we're not naturally supposed to have negative chatter. These are things that were programmed deep into and beat into our brain so hard until they become a part of our identity. Now, here's the thing, though. I was smart enough to realize that there was something different, and I was sitting there, and I call this the side head moment. You ever had those where you're looking at something and it's a good episode of something and your head turned to the side? Yeah, like, huh. I've had a few of those. Or, or somebody tell you something and you go, huh. That's the side head moment. So this guy, he goes on stage and he goes, with the internet, the internet in 10 years is going to be different. You're going to be able to create digital products and you can sell to people in Spain and Germany and London and Africa and the world is going to be different. This is a guy like projecting. And I mean, I had heard all the other talks and, you know, there was real estate. Not, again, all these are wealth vehicles, but none of them really resonated with me. And when he said that, I was like, huh. And I looked and I said, I think I could dedicate. I think that's the first time in my life that I feel excited. That's my thing. If I dedicate the next decade to that, that's going to change my life and other people's lives. It has. And it has, man. So that was the start. So the you, you attended the seminar. You you had this epiphany, the side head moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so what was that? Was he selling like a course teaching how to do that? Yeah, he was, but I didn't have any money. So uh, 
<laughs> and so you just kind of went on your own, like a journey to figure it out. No. So again, I say opportunity. Some of us have seen things more than one time. I say that if something gets your attention more than one time, there's a lesson in that. Right. Many of us have heard opportunities, but we allow for fear to overtake our intuition because there's two different things. There's intuition and there's fear. But see, intuition sometimes feels like fear, right? But sometimes we let the fear take over and we gravitate towards the fear when the intuition is you need to do this. You know, you get the call in the middle of the night or somebody's telling you something multitude of times. So I went home and then probably a couple of days later, I'm on the computer and I see this ad, right? On Google, I think it was. And it was such a scammy ad. <laughs> it was like, make a thousand dollars in uh in less than twenty seconds or something. It was really <laughs> scary as it was scammy as hell. And I was like, it's like making money with online with affiliate. And I clicked on it and um I purchased that book. It was like ten bucks. And so I read it and I just kept trying and nothing worked because it was a horrible book. But it was a seed, right? Mm-hmm. It was a seed. And so I kept I, then I started buying cheaper courses um, until I got the money. And then it took me about maybe two years to make anything online. And I was trying. What were you selling? Like, what were you? I was trying to fill it. You weren't the goat of anything at the moment. No, I was the goat of like my house. So like that, (laughs) (laughs) like that was it. The goat of my bedroom. So you you were testing this out, doing affiliate stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have like a big epiphany moment where something worked? Like, yeah. So, so I was trying affiliate marketing. I was trying all these things. And then I stumbled into, this was probably about 2011, 2000, which was about three or four years later. And um, I started researching all this stuff called, and I ran into this thing called Funnels. And I started, that was now 2013, Funnels, nobody, like you said, I do funnels. They like looked at you like, what? Now everybody knows what funnels are. <laughs> so like I started doing funnels and um, I started, this guy started talking about funnels and it wasn't the guy who talks about funnels all the time. It was just like different people I would. And, um, and so, um, I went through this guy's funnel and um, I started to learn this skill set because I was like, I'm not really good at anything. So it was like, I started to, it's kind of like in that moment, everything came together. And just like people are listening to this and this becomes their epiphany moment, right? Or they listen to any of your other podcasts, any of your videos, something resonates with them where they have a change moment. The change moment is what I call a paradigm shift. The paradigm shift is where you completely think differently outside of anything outside of your circumference zone. You make a quantum leap to something else. So you have this quantum leap moment. And in that moment, I was staring at this computer and I got on the phone with this guy. And this is the first time I experienced high ticket anything because I was like, I, I just, this guy was so good on video. And I was like, I got I to gotta talk to this guy, not knowing what was happening, right? And he gets on the phone. But in actuality, like, that was the first time that I realized that, because I used to be like, all those scammers, they're just all trying to take my money because I had poverty consciousness, I had never experienced what wealth or actual money feels like because many of us, money is weaponized against us. No matter what background you're from, religion, whatever it is, we look at money as a bad thing. And it's like attached to your identity, right? Right. But money is just energy and people exchange that energy of value when you have value. That's really what it is, right? Right. So I'm sitting there and this guy's on the phone and he's like, I got this product, I got this offer. And it was at that moment, like, he slapped me in the face. He said a lot of things. I had to be honest with myself. He says, are you going to show up for yourself finally? Are you going to keep playing around with this thing? 
Are you going to stop doubting yourself because you're only doing 20% right now? You're not your nozzle where your knob is at is at 20% of your capacity, but are you going to go a hundred percent? And I was just like, well, like it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and he's right. So I invested with him. I barely had the money uh, at the time. Um, my, um, my fiance at the time, right. She didn't even know the house was going into foreclosure. That's how much I was trying to risk all this stuff. So the house was in foreclosure. I had to hide my car. I mean, these are the, this is the journey, right? right? Remember, this is the journey. People see the goats, but they don't see the journey. And so I looked at that computer and I said, I got two choices. One, I can make something happen. I could go all in on myself. And at least I know that I've tried a hundred percent or I could sit here I could complain about how much money I don't have and feel sorry for myself and realize right. nobody is coming to save me. I chose option number one. So I went all in. I got on the phones. I started running ads. I started figuring it out. It was painful. It was brutal, but I figured it out. And now I remember I was on the phone. I, start, I started, I was like, oh, I have a skill set of selling funnels, so I'm going to sell funnels. So that's what I'm going to do first. So I, would, I had an ad. It was very simple to run ads back in the day. It was more complicated now. But it was like, <laughs> all you had to do was just have an ad. And you had a picture of you smiling like this. And, <laughs> and, and put some money. Put some money. <laughs> it was like so simple. It's like so simple. So we drove Do you wish it. you would have went harder earlier? Oh, my. I just I always think about that. I wish that I would have had the mindset I had now. I would be a, a billionaire if I had the mindset I had now. But I didn't know. But I was just trying but to. But you may money. be saying the same thing in 10 years from now. I will. And that's exactly why in 10 years from now, I won't have that regret anymore. Mm. I won't have that regret. Wow. Let's get Let's go. Let's go. Like that's exactly why that's exactly why because I don't have to have that regret. Because now when you know who you are and you and you heal and you do the work that's necessary to get to the next level, all you have to do now is just show up and then you'll see how life shows up for you. Right? This dude's deep. I like, <laughs> I like this. I like this. All right, let's go. So you start throwing some ads up, mm -hmm. start putting some money in, and let me guess, first month you made five thousand mm dollars. -hmm. No, the first month I made zero. <laughs> I wish I made 5000 But I just started tweaking things. I started, I stopped seeing phone calls. I start when I was, because the, 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 basically the funnel was, it was add to, um, to an opt-in page that just was like name, email address. And these were ugly, but they were okay because right. they didn't exist as much, right? And then to a video. And it was a video of me. And I wish I could show it. We'll probably add a, a clip here, right? So people you, you have see. that stuff? I have a clip. I'm going to give it to you so you can oh, actually no, that's insert dope. it I didn't in know that. right here so we can switch okay, it up we'll so watch you it. can see it. So it was me horrible. I was in a suit jacket. And I was like, hi, Justin. I didn't know what I was doing. I was super <laughs> just horrible on camera. And, but it was a video. And it was like five minutes. And this was 2013 before people were doing this. And this is the and this is what this guy taught me. He taught me this method, and he was one of the first OGs to do this. The 2013, a lot of other people try to do that, but that model has been around for a while. And, and this guy taught me to do it. So book a call, and at that time you only had to choose. At that time you only had to choose from a couple of different providers that were good, right? It's <laughs> so only had one calendar. There was no Calendly. There was none of these systems. There was just I'm trying to think of what that was. But anyway, um, this guy scheduled a call with me, and it was I kept getting no after no after no. I kept studying, kept getting really good, and then finally I was like, you know what? And so I got on the phone really confident. I was like, listen, here's the offer. It's ten thousand dollars, and I was like, I was like, why did I say that? That was too much. I was like. <laughs> Because at first it was like I was trying to like I'm gonna do a cheap price a thousand bucks two thousand was like no my price is ten thousand bucks will that be Visa Mastercard or Discover and then I just was like shut up don't say anything so I'm on this phone and the guy was like 
um, can I pay you in three payments? And then I got up and I was like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you absolutely could pay me three <laughs> Wait, he's gonna pay me ten. Right? This guy that I randomly met on the internet is gonna pay me ten thousand dollars. So he made, dude. I sent him a, a, a invoice and he paid it. And from there, I was just like, eye opening experience. Eye opening experience. I was like, I've made this way more complicated than it has to be. You, you made more in that day than you probably made what all year and all the year? year before that. Sheesh. And that one day, paradigm shift, right? And so. I just start. I kept getting, and it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't mean it got easier. You know, people go, oh my God, now the windows of heaven are opening up. <laughs> like, no, like it just, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going and I kept getting better and I kept looking at myself and I kept, I stopped equating rejection to my identity. Mm. I start releasing that and I start going, okay, here's what I could tweet. Here's what it means. Oh, when I say this, I remember on the call, she was like this. Oh, let me go this. Let me dial this in. Let me do this. Let me reverse this. And it got to the point where I started to know if I talked to five or 10 people, I was going to get this amount of outcome when I made an offer. And then one month, one month, the house was coming into foreclosure and it was coming to a nanny. So are you going to pay this? And the pressure of life just started just crushing me i stayed dialed in i stayed laser focused tunnel vision and sometimes when we have when we go through that in life all you got to do is have tunnel vision for a period of time it's only a matter of time before you break it open so i kept having tunnel vision i remember i sold two people that package in one day and i made twenty thousand dollars in a day that transformed my life i thought i was like rich you couldn't tell me anything i was absolutely rich (laughs) big baller man (laughs) big baller shot caller so i called up the bank and I got a little swagger to me, right? I'm like, I got money now, you know? So I say, listen, my house is in foreclosure. I don't want to do any paperwork. I want to make an offer on my property to buy it. You made an offer on your own property? On my own property. They were like, what? They, they thought I was crazy. This is a true story, right? They were like, what? You're in foreclosure. And I was like, but I had stepped into my power. And I said, I want to make an offer on my property because I know that you guys are going to sell this property. So I want to keep my property. She said, hold on. She holds on. She calls the other department. She goes, hold on one second. She comes back. She said, wait a minute. I was just talking to my boss and they'll accept the offer from you. But how are you going to get out of cash? I said, I have cash. Um, I just need time. She's like, what do you want to offer? I think I owe like 150 on this property. It was a townhouse. That was when prices of, I wish I would have bought a million houses at that right. price nowadays, right? We have a lot of wishes. We have a lot of wishes, <laughs> right? Wish, should have, could have, would That's why you shouldn't regret. So I was like, okay, let me buy it. She's like, what do you want to make? I say, 70000 And I was like, that's half off. Oh, my God. I don't know. So I muted the phone. She goes, 70000 I can tell her about it. She goes, 70000 Nobody's going to buy it. So then she goes back. And she goes, they're going to accept your offer. Now, I didn't have 70000 in the bank, but I still, connection. I said, how are you? What's your name? Oh, and we started building this relationship. And I called, she said, I said, let me call you back. And I sent her a gift in the mail. And I started making a connection with her. And she said, you only have 30 days to pull this off. 30 days changed to 90 days. And then she gave me about five months because she liked me. She said, I'm going to give you five months to pay this off. So I went hard on the phone, hard on the phone, increase ad. Da, 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 da. And at that moment, I was able to pay my entire house off in absolute cash. And it didn't hit me up until the deed came. And it was at that moment I broke down crying really badly. And people say, why did you cry? Because we see crying as weakness. It's actually power. 
And I said, why am I crying? I said, I'm crying because I gave it all I got. And up until this point in my life, I was an absolute failure. But now it's different. Now I can actually say that if I ever get in this situation again, I know exactly the steps. I just have to reverse engineer and get to the same energy, same mindset, same frequency. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'll produce the end result like that. So I still have that picture of that deed. Even though I don't own that house anymore, I sold it. But I always look at that whenever I'm faced with any adversity or any type of failure that I feel is overwhelming. I look at that and say, you could do that again. Mm. Dude, I've never heard that story. I've heard parts of it, but not from start to finish. And that's so moving. So people that are in this situation right now, mm-hmm. they're in the moment where they got no turning back. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I know you just gave out a bunch of gems, but like they're right now, they're like, my back's against the wall. I got to go. I got to do something to make this work. Is it just put your head down and keep going or what? Like, So I think before you give it all you got, because I know most people be motivational, give it all you got, keep pushing. You have to first take a step back. You know, uh, most people can't see the entire picture because they're in the frame, right? It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. So you have to first look at everything holistically and that everything is happening for you and not to you. You have to shift that perspective because if you think that everything is happening to you, then nothing that you do will ever make sense. You will always be burnt out. You will always trying to get ahead. You will, every time something happens to you, you'll be spinning your wheels. And it's what most people in life do. We call it spin their wheels unconsciously. But if you would take a step back and you would actually be able to question reality and you go, you know what? At this point, at this point in time, everything is happening for me and not to me. And there is lessons in this, but not just on lessons. This is lessons that can impact other people. See, this is what we call the goat. The first phase of becoming a goat that I teach my people is called becoming a light worker. We are all light workers, especially if you like teaching people and you, no matter what industry you're in, you want to raise the vibration of whatever it is that is happening in that industry. So unconsciously you're a light worker, whether you want to realize it or not. And so in order to become a light worker, you have to believe in your damn self. You have to believe that, If you do not put out whatever product you have, whatever digital product you have, coaching program, service, whatever it is you're helping with people, you will not help someone else get to their GOAT moment. Mm. If that guy didn't put out that scammy ebook, shout out to my man who who (laughs) took my 10 bucks, right? (laughs) He's still planting a seed, right? But he wouldn't have, that was a seed. If, if the guy wouldn't have pushed me to make the investment and I would have been just stuck on what's in my bank account versus the opportunity, I wouldn't have made $20,000 right. in a month for the first time in my life and the first person in my family right. who have not made that money, right? So I think that anybody who's watching this, you have to build up that confidence in yourself and you have to realize that life is happening to you enough. I mean, it's happening for you and not to you. Mm, powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. Got really deep for a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about digital programs because like you're the go at digital programs too. Mm-hmm. like helped a lot of people build digital courses, mm-hmm. mentorship programs. And I've seen people blow up with them and like do really good. So let's talk about how are you cool with talking about a little bit about AI? Let's go. Are you cool? <laughs> I know. You, I know you're getting deep in this. No, listen, we can switch from deep to AI. AI is deep, too. Let's go. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like I know you've been really really big on the AI trend and using Mm -hmm. that to your advantage to build out digital products. 
Like what AI tools? Is it just chat GPT? Like how are you using this and like building courses faster than anybody I know? Because it is like you're, you're teaching people how within days to create a course instead of weeks and months. So what does that look like, man? What, what are some little gems? Let's drop some gems on people. Let's go. Let's go. So the first thing you have to understand is like AI is not chat GPT, right? AI is not a writing software. AI is artificial intelligence but the most important things is it's intelligence so people oftentimes they misunderstand and, and they look at ai from this lens of oh it's so easy that's why you have experts who became ai experts overnight right now if i heard this saying right um i think it's from my girl nikki saunders right shout out to nikki right the the content queen so she said this course she said you know people won't be replaced by ai but people using AI will yep. replace people. And so AI is is more so feared right now because it's not just ChatGPT, but there's going to be AI robots who are going to be able to do things a lot faster than we as humans without error and doing it in an amazing way. Now, how you can actually apply this in your business, though, to digital products is first you have to look at AI as not a competitor, but a advocate and a, a friend, a, a business partner. Because that's actually what I do in ChatGPT, which is actually a gem that people need to do. So one of the greatest things that people do when they go to ChatGPT is they go, um, you know, they, they usually enter in like prompts, right? You know, like, so to power something like ChatGPT, you need to enter in prompts. So you'll say, write me a email series. That's what most people do. Right. But if you do that, you're not really utilizing AI to its fullest capability because AI can be trained. So what thing I do is, is I really wait? You said AI can be trained. It can be trained. So yeah. it's not necessarily you just put something in, but you need to train it first right. and teach it. You don't need to teach. You you can you put something in, but then you know how to train it where it already knows your product. It already it gets smarter over time. Mm. So so many people only utilize it for one aspect. But what if you did this? There's two aspects that I've been using AI, and this will be this will be for you guys. Even notice right. The first one is one of my favorite prompts is let's say. So let's say one of the things I do that I've been doing is realizing that I can actually build an entire AI team. Like, so if you, if you're a one person entrepreneur, right. Or a couple people and you say, man, I don't really have the, the revenue, whatever right now to build out a whole team. Well, use AI. You can build a customer service team. You can build an AI, a social media team. You can all build this stuff out if you feed it the right prompt. So what I do is I say, Hey, AI. So you don't even have to say, Hey, AI. you say, Hey, you are now the CEO of Maestro. I empower you to become the marketing director of my company. And what we need is we have, and this is how specific you get. You could say, we have a budget of $20,000 to spend in the next three months. And we only want to spend it on ads and partnerships. Give me an exact plan step-by-step step on how to do this. So then AI goes, certainly, and it gives it to you. And then you say, okay, cool. So, now I have a pro now we need a product. So now I'm a coach and I help authors, speakers, and trainers to be able to be a, a better health coach in their industry, right? I train health coaches. So now the next prompt would be I need you to map out the five to seven steps that it would take for somebody to go from struggling to success. And what would that look like? AI is gonna give you that. Then I go, I keep going. I go, all right. Turn this into a syllabus for an online course. AI is going to do that. And then I keep going. Then I go, 
okay, now that it's a syllabus, now turn this into, give me the bonuses, give me the resource guides. You can literally, you don't have to keep telling it. It's just, can you create a resource guys? You can also say, give me some brand course ideas. So what I teach people is, is that with AI, in like 24 hours, you can build a digital product if you know how to use it specifically like that. Mm. You think differently about this stuff, man. I'm like, Way different. because I was just, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm the one that write me an email sequence <laughs> for this. <laughs> That's me. So you just, you stated that. So we'll I, I like need to get a little bit more specific and change We're going to sauce you up. We're going we to make sure you, you're good after this, right? You're going to be good. And love it. So use this, use this platforms, chat GPT, other mm. platforms and build out these outlines. Mm -hmm. And then of course, where do you go like to build out this stuff? So eBooks or courses, how, how, what's that process look like? Yeah, so I tell people that before you define what type of digital product you are going to sell, you have to think about the end result for your customer. What is the outcome? People start in reverse. What they mean is they put in the cart before the horse. So most people say you're a coach, author watching this. The first thing that you naturally want to do is, which funnel am I going to build? What, what's my logo going to look like? <laughs> let me get a nice, let me go do a branding shoot. That's my favorite one. Let me go get a branding shoot. You have no customer data. You don't know if people want this product at all, yet you're trying to do a brand issue or build a website. You put in the cart before the horse. The first thing you need to do is I have a three-step formula. So one is you need to understand who you are targeting. The riches are in the niches. But we hear that word niche thrown around a lot, right? But here's the thing. The whole point of a niche is that you're able to communicate with them in such a precise and profound way that you connect to them where they feel understood. You enter the conversation that's going on in the person's head. What most people do is they expertize themselves. I'm the guru. Look at me. I sound like a uh, rant, like Hulk Hogan. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, so like you get to create that. So for example, I was just, I was actually, I realized that I was just on a call with um, a client of mine and um, we were just talking about messaging. And I said, listen, if everybody is your customer, nobody's your customer. If everybody is your customer, nobody's your customer. Nobody's your customer. Because. Go into that a little deeper. Yeah. So if everybody's, if you try, especially if you, um, Eugene Swartz, which is a, a famous copywriter. I used to be a copywriter, right? So copywriting, if you don't know what that is, is the ability for you to, in written form, be able to sell down landing pages, the, the, the written form that on your, the words that are on your website that gets people to convert, right? So right. people talk about conversions, they think it's just money, but conversions can be somebody giving you their email address or their phone number, that's a conversion. So what typically happens is, is Eugene Swartz talked about this, that there's five levels of marketing sophistication. And in summary, we're not gonna go deep for this podcast, but the summary is if you are say in the health space, you are probably at a level five market sophistication. What that means is your market has heard all the languaging that you will go out to them, which means that they will have up an invisible force field of not going to listen, not going to listen, not going to listen. Right. So you go to I'm a health coach and I help people to lose weight and I help people to do this or I'm a wealth coach and I help people to save money. They've heard it a million times. They become they, they ignore it. But if you were to go and you were to have what I call elephant in the room, that's what I teach my goats. You want to enter the conversation that's already going in a person's mind. This is the conversation they're afraid to have in front of other people. So people, though, they go surface level. But I was like, no, enter the conversation that they are afraid to tell anybody. 
right? I'm tired of trying to lose weight. I'm tired of all this stuff. I'm sick of, I'm ready to get off the weight loss hamster wheel. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready to build my wealth. I'm tired of investing in programs. When you're able to communicate with people like that, they listen. Their ears become attentive, right. which leads to the next step, which is the story. We call it the epiphany story. The epiphany story is telling the story in a way where it connects to whoever it is you're trying to work with. You've got to be really good at telling stories. Most people are really bad at it because they tell a story from a personal selfish standpoint, but you need to yeah. tell a story. That from makes sense. A like you, right? So, so I've heard you tell really good stories when we're doing, you know, challenges together or I hear you. That's one thing I, that's one thing that made me want to work with you is because you are really good at telling stories. Thanks man. That's awesome. So, Elephant in the room, mm -hmm. telling good stories, telling the epiphany story. What's yeah. the, was the last one? No, it was the third one. The last one is the offer, the offer, which is the most important element that we talk about. You have to make people offer they can't refuse. You have to be able to. An offer is not just digital products and those type of things and courses. See, people when people view courses, I try to change people's perspective on courses. Courses are not just a bunch of things thrown together that you just randomly put up on the page. Videos and audios and PDFs. If you think that's what a course is, you are missing out on one of the greatest, largest wealth What is What is a course? A course is the ability to not just take information, but give your prospect a transformational experience. Mm. You take them on a journey where they have different epiphany moments that make them to have different decisions. So what a lot of people do is they try to say, for example, they have a high ticket product, they have to force sell them. You don't have to do that if, when people go into your program, let's say they're going through your membership or they're experiencing a transformational moment, they're gonna naturally wanna work with you even more, right? Now sometimes you do make the sale and sometimes there's nothing wrong with that, but the whole point of a course is to get take them on a journey where they experience different pivotal transformational moments of which they want to make the next decision, which the next logical decision is to work with you. Deep, man. Yes. <laughs> like this is like, I'm looking over everybody in the room. They're just like, yeah, man, this is dope, <laughs> man. This is, this is crazy. And so we could talk, we could go deep and deep. I know your time's valuable. So I want to honor you. So right now people, they're here. Like, let's just talk to the coaches and people in the info product world. <sighs> mm -hmm. They're struggling with sales, mm -hmm. right? Struggle with their marketing. How do you market yourself to become the GOAT and get like get more clients? Like what are you using right now? Is there any like secrets or tips like you're implementing for you, your clients right now on how they can fill up their programs and maybe get get their product, their offer off the ground because they feel like they have an irresistible offer. Mm -hmm. Just nobody's nobody's buying. Who knows? Maybe they're not getting in front of enough people. That's another conversation. But what would, what advice would you give for marketing? Yeah, so if first thing is to understand that marketing and sales are two totally different things. People try to put them together. But marketing is the ability to attract people into your ecosphere to get them to take a specific action, like give you their phone number, their name, some type of action. That's marketing, attracting people. Right. Sales is more, hey, I'm going to get the sale. I'm going to actually get them to take action to pull out their credit card and make the sale. Now, here's the thing. Most people are usually bad at one of the two, which if marketing and sales go hand in hand together. So if they're separate, but they go hand in hand separate, together. but they're together. Right. Um, and so with sales, I always tell people, if you tell yourself things like I'm bad at sales, most people do that. I'm really bad at sales. You're going to be bad at sales. Sorry, team. I just right. told you guys I was bad at sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And people tell themselves that over and over and whatever you tell yourself over and over, you're going to be good at that. So you're good at bad at sales. Right. But the thing is, if you go, wait, I'm actually really good at sales. 
I just need to make some tweaks and get better and better and better and better and go through the cycle of getting better. And then you start to become, you actually start to love that. And then you start to love, say, I mean, you start to uh, love marketing. And so you start to, marketing is nothing but attention, right? That's all marketing is. Right. Is how can I capture attention? Because, but if you're good at sales and not good at marketing, again, they, they coincide together. So for me, the way I look at marketing even now is, what I call an ecosystem mm-hmm. is that people have all these different strategies. Do TikTok, do ads, do this, do that. They have all these different strategies. But here's the thing: you have to think about the customer journey before you even think about what type of marketing you're going to do. What's the customer journey? And so what that means is organic or videos play a part. Like content that you're creating, like this, it plays a part in your ecosystem, right? It nurtures people. One of the most powerful words that I love. Is called indoctrination. 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 That word's been floating around a lot. Like I've, yeah. I've heard several people talk about it. Yeah, but a lot of people don't define it, right? So indoctrination is people accepting a belief uncritically. Now notice people said, accepting a belief. Yeah. I've never heard it defined like that. They accept the belief. Un- is that your definition or like an official? No, definition? that's actual dictionary definition. Huh. Is people accepting, giving people a belief that they accept uncritically. So a lot of people are walking around with beliefs that are not theirs, but they accepted it because of indoctrination, mm. and that could go for many reasons. But we don't. We don't have no time to get into that now. <laughs> the biggest thing is in marketing is that you have to get people to be a part of a movement, right? So like you said, I call my people the goats. Yep. They embrace it as they are the goats. They wear their shirts. They're a part of it. It's a mass movement where they are able to transform and also transform their customers' lives and see themselves differently than they ever can imagine online. That's called the goats. So the first thing is you have to create a mass movement. You have to be able to create a movement where people want to be excited and a part of you. Now, if you were in this five, six years ago, you need to do all that. All you had to do was say, I'm a coach. I had a course. And people looked at you as a god because nobody had a course. Nobody knew how to create it. Now, AI is making that easy. Again, sound equipment is cheaper. The video equipment is cheaper. I can buy a $700 camera that makes me look good, right? That looks like somebody professionally shot me. So what that means is you have to do something different. And the way you are different is creating a community. That's one of my biggest things that people can do. Put your people in a community. Make them a part of each other. Make them grow with each other. Give them tools. Invest in the community. If you do that, the community be, starts to become self-fulfilling themselves. They become your best salespeople. They talk to each other, especially if you're providing value. Now, if you, if you don't provide value, your community sucks, then this won't happen. This won't make it work. But if you give value to people and you invest in your people, and what's going to happen is they become your greatest allies and your greatest salespeople, and you keep making them, helping them grow, Sales become effortless. And all you got to do is get in there, make an offer that they can't refuse, and then they want to work with you. Man, I gotta have, we got to have you on again. Part two. Oh, I part, love part two. two. Let's, let's, let's do Let part go. two <laughs> to go in a little bit deeper because I want to go a little bit deeper later into the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're running a lot of good place. We're running a lot of good place to help a lot of a lot of online entrepreneurs make some money. And so I want to, let's do that mm-hmm. here in the next quarter or so. We'll pull you back on. We'll, we'll talk about it again. But let's talk about... You want to talk about your software, any? I, I would. Like, I gotta uh, practice my practice what I preach, right? Yeah, Maestro, baby, let's go. Let's go. So, founder, owner of Maestro, mm-hmm. changing the game. How you deliver digital products? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think you just did a relaunch, and you actually last really, week you just launched last yeah, week. Yeah. So, share with everybody what that software is and how you guys are revolution, uh, revolutionizing it and like changing the game. 
Yeah, so when I started building Maestro back in 2017, I was more so, I knew that there was a vision to it, and I started building it, building it, building it. And, um, I mean, we had thousands of customers on it, but it was just like, it just didn't, I knew that things were changing. So about two years ago, I walked into a meeting, um, you know, and I told my team, I was like, listen, um, the world is moving towards communities. The world is moving towards AI. And these are going to be things that, the course creator or digital marketer has to transform to otherwise they're going to be completely swallowed up. So then they were like, well, what are we going to do? We got to make some adjustments. And I said, (laughs) they thought I was crazy. I said, let's rebuild the whole thing. Rebuild the whole plot. You build a software and you told your team to rebuild the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your developers were probably like flipping you off in the background. They probably did in person. They were like, I think after I got off that, probably after I walked out, they were probably like this mother. No. So, You guys wouldn't do that to me if you're watching. You wouldn't do that to me. So, nah. you, got, you got a good team. I've actually met some of them. So yeah, yeah. So we so we started uh, rebuilding, um, and it was a team effort. We we bought in a couple um, designers, and we just started. And we had the same development team, and they saw it. They start to see the shortcomings of it. We start to put the pieces together, and um, yeah, we put two years into it. And so you know, Maestro allowed for any type of creator to take what they know, turn it to cash flow really easy. They can upload their videos. They can have their own affiliate program to make money from that. They can uh, have AI help them to come up with names for their courses. They can create sales page that has upsells and downsells. I mean, I can go on and on, but it is a powerful tool that we've spent the last two years um, creating. Yeah. So if you guys are hosting your courses anywhere, you know, you're, you're wanting to build a community, you can build a community on it as well. Mm-hmm. Maestro.com. Yep, Maestro. Maestro. But we spell it M I E S T R O. Okay, M I E S T R O. The yep. link will be able, link will be down below if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, I know you also have a challenge that you've been running. We'll maybe throw that down there below yeah. to help you guys, you know, get your uh, course off the ground. But dude, thanks for coming on. You know, go check out Maestro, everybody. It's gonna be awesome. Um, you know, just seeing what that does for you guys' business. But man, we'll we'll definitely be doing a part two. Let's do a part definitely two. Definitely gonna do a part two and bring you back on and. Yeah, uh, that's all, man. You, you blew my mind with some of this stuff. I gotta go get better at my AI prompts. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go practice. Get better at that, and then on part two, we'll just seed it, right? So make sure you got me on part two to make sure you know the audience gonna hold you accountable below. But um, there's also some really cool things outside of the writing that you can connect AI tools with other pieces of software and different things that really make your business more efficient and more effective. Let's so do we'll it. talk about that in, in part two. Let's do it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you for coming on guys. All thank right. you. I'm going to knock over this microphone here, but guys, listen, if you are watching this, thank you so much. Listen, go follow Justin. You're on all platforms, right? I'm, yeah. I'm Instagram CEO, Justin Burns, CEO, Justin Burns. Facebook is facebook.com slash Justin Burns. Um, not the fake pages, but the real Justin Burns. A lot of those, but yes, yeah, you got the blue Justin, check. I got, I got, I haven't gotten the blue check yet, but I got to give it. <laughs> you can buy that stuff, bro. I, I can't, I'm, 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 you know, listen, I've, I've handed Facebook enough money with ads. You're not so. a goat unless you have a blue check. Even Correct. if it's purchased. Facts, is that right? Facts, facts, facts. Is that right? I'm I'm say that so now, I'm a, now you're pushing me. You're challenging me to go not get my blue check. So, yeah, Facebook.com slash Justin Burns and then CEO uh, Justin Burns on Instagram. And like I said, check out Maestro. And then my personal website that you can sign up with my newsletter is justinburns.me as well to find out everything, JB. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Well, thanks for being here. Go ahead. If you like this, share it with a friend. Share it with two friends. Share it with three friends. I don't care to share it. Subscribe. We have more of these coming every single week. The Million Dollar Secrets podcast is exactly where you need to be. Guys, I hope this helps you. 
go implement something. Like if I just did this episode and you don't take action, I'll be very upset. Go do something, go get your digital product off the ground, go use AI. He dropped too many gems for you not to do anything, but I'm going to sign off here. God bless you guys. We'll see you very soon in the next episode of the million million dollar secrets podcast. Yeah.